2: it's showtime folks enjoy the show
0: a fine saturday matinee to you both steve andy <laughs> good morning, good morning. <laughs> i'm bright-eyed and bushy-tailed
1: oh i hate you so much so <laughs> it's i've had this realization I, that that i'm much more of a morning person than i am an evening person and i i have my dad to blame for that so
0: I find that hard to believe. Yeah. You're the one who is so alert at night when we are recording <laughs> the shows. I'm Except those times when I am asleep at the
1: computer and forget to actually <laughs> jump on the call. Like You know what's times. funny about
0: that is that's happened more than once. I think it's <laughs> only happened so. once. Has it happened more than once? It has happened more than once. Oh my gosh. It's happened more than once. But the The thing that's happened most often is we're gearing up for the show and I'm starting to type at you in discord and you know w- you write back saying oh my god i've been asleep for 45 minutes hang on let me get it get my stuff in order that's happened multiple times i can i can
2: chronicle yeah how you doing everybody good yeah well, we're, i'm good we're better than you sound yeah. is, is it is it the earliness I'm, is it a seasonal thing is it that you're in the the dark no, part of I'm the ju- year I what gotta, is it? Yeah. <laughs> okay
0: well all of those yes. things have happened But I got I got hit with crud last Sunday, and I mean I have been down for a week. Uh, I have missed uh, really four and a half days of life uh, because of it. It's just nasty. So if I break off into a if I go dark for a little bit, it's because I'm in a mad coughing fit, and I apologize uh, in advance. That's okay. We will try to. (laughs) I did. I will, however, report that I. I caught up on a lot of bad mirror. Yeah, okay, bad yes. mirror. There we go. <laughs> Black right. Black Mirror. I watched all three Taken movies. I watched Chips. Uh, yeah, it was sick week for show. <laughs> Chips uh, is a perfect sick movie. <laughs> it is a perfect sick sick week movie, uh, and you know I. I didn't connect with it as as much as I wanted to, but I sure do like that uh, Dax Shepard. He's a he's a fine gentleman.
1: I do, too, and I really appreciated that he went out of his way to to make all the stunt work, like real mm-hmm. stunt work. Like, they did all full-on stunts, and that, yeah. that
0: made me happy to see. And the bikes, the bike work was great. Yeah, right. And D'Onofrio was, you know, <laughs> that guy is just creamy icing on any project he really is he does I and mean, he just really is right now he's he's we're at we're at peak D'Onofrio right now <laughs> in his career I thought it was men in black I thought it was that was it but, but and before that it, it, was, right uh, it was full metal jacket <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly I thought it was just this guy he just keeps going up is there no end to the D'Onofrio uh, coaster I hope not <sighs> what a ride so that's my week
2: What do you guys have to report? Uh, Do we do we touch on the Uh, Globes since we predicted them last week?
1: Yeah. Golden Globes. The Golden Globes happened. They
0: did. Can I just say, uh, Queen, I got my I got my Rami Malek. That's really all I cared about. I just was
1: really surprised that it won Best Picture drama, although I did finally see Black Klansman, which I really enjoyed. I would um, still put If Beale Street Could Talk probably as my top pick. But the four that I saw, I mean, Black Klansman, If Beale Street Could Talk, A Star is Born, Black Panther, all fantastic films. Yeah. So I, I hope I like Bohemian Rhapsody as much because <laughs> it's got four really strong films uh, to contend with in my mind. Yeah,
2: I think you'll be disappointed. I don't know. I really enjoyed Black Klansman. Well, and that's, if you're saying Beale yeah. Street is better than I can't imagine Bohemian Rhapsody. I mean, I, it, it's, it goes into expectations, I guess, with that. But I, Wait,
0: it was you I mean Rhapsody no, one that you no, saw? No, but see? I'm just... So you didn't see it I, I you can't, can't imagine
2: I, it. I'm looking at how much how I really enjoyed Black Klansman. And I'm not a huge Spike Lee fan. There's, you know, I, I'm very picky about his filmography. There's just some stuff I'm like, that's just not for me. You know, this one was really solid. And for Andy to say, if Beale Street can talk is tops that, then for Bohemian Rhapsody, I just, yeah. That would have to be like a five and a half, six star movie, and that doesn't exist because I only start with five. Well, I, <laughs> that doesn't exist yeah. <laughs> according doesn't to exist. according to Letterboxd. You got yes, only got five. Yes. Where did I go? I uh,
0: I'll tell you. I was I, I was surprised that it won Best Picture, and that was um that was not uh that was one that I I enjoyed seeing because I liked the movie, but I still contend that that movie is is even more of a movie yes. for fans of the music, like fans of the band, and I am a fan of the band, so I went in predisposed to loving the movie. I don't think it is as generally great uh, an award-winning best picture as it is a, an award-winning best performance by a lead actor. I thought he was he absolutely deserved the the role the the award. I don't think the movie did. So, you know, I'm with you, but um
1: Yeah, my wife said yeah. it was a very vanilla movie. She said it it just yeah. it, it felt very safe all the
0: way through. It was absolutely safe. There were areas of where you can actually Hear tires screeching at the hard left turn away from controversy (laughs) that this film takes as you're watching it. And it's just some, in some cases, you walk out and you feel good. And a half hour later, you realize you're grinding Mm. your teeth real bad. (laughs) And it's that's the feeling you get. You're like, why did they not like push any buttons or any boundaries? And you know, it's because it was produced by the band. And there's a certain, you know, that uh, of course you expect that. So that's what I mean. It's a movie for fans of the music and, and of the band their experience with the band and if you're if you love that stuff, um I, I think you love the movie. I'm and and I also think that's probably why it won best picture, right? I mean, like it is the safest pick. I don't know. I haven't seen all of them, but isn't it the safest pick of the set? Black Panther I would yeah. say is pretty safe.
1: Well yeah I, I don't know. I think Star is born yeah. is pretty safe. Oh, yeah. uh, if Beale Street could talk, I think it's pretty safe. Uh you know, I, I I don't know. I guess it just depends. But it does see seem to be kind of the most straightforward, perhaps. I don't know. Yeah. I will yeah. say I was very disappointed in in people in general, again, when poor little Elsie Fisher um, tweeted with excitement, genuine excitement, that it won Best Picture and then completely got um, just steamrolled over by the Twitter Twitterverse about, um, you know, what an idiot she is for being happy for that to win. Um, That just makes me sad that, that people can be so mean still. And, um, uh, you know, and she had to, you know, people were trying to uh, explain to her uh, all the issues with it. And she had to apologize. I'm sorry. I didn't realize I'd rather just people, you know, just tell me what I don't know instead of getting so, um, so mean. And, you know, I mean, she's, she's a young teenager and people. (sighs) Just made me so that's mad. It's okay, but I, I I don't know yeah. if
2: you how often you're on the Twitter, but uh, I think Brie Larson sort of stepped in and you know turned turned that around with that yeah. uh, you know never meet your idols you know photo of her with with Brie Larson, which I was like that's it made me so happy for both of. them. That's why I just it's it's like the exact it's like the antidote to the internet when people go out of their way to be good people and are you know reaching out to people yeah. and, and bonding and being positive so yeah i just you know, absolutely love, love things like i didn't see yeah. that but i'm glad oh, i'm yeah. glad that that happened
1: all right guys green booked did you were you happy no, that that no, one won
0: no Oh, i can't i like that movie so much less <laughs> now that now
1: that, now I mean, that now it the will time always gold award-winning movie it, green book yeah And I think that, um, you know, you guys, uh, some people, I think Steve, you posted one and then I think Nick posted another on our uh, Discord chat about some news that had recently come out after its win about uh, Peter Farrelly um, having to apologize for some flashing that he had done in the past and the writer having to uh, close his Twitter account because apparently he had been making some anti-Muslim remarks post 9-11. All of that had come out, and uh, now some people are saying, you know what, it's chances for getting a nomination at uh, Oscar time might have just uh, faded away.
2: Yeah. Uh, but none of those things wow. should be surprising to anybody. Well, I mean, Peter Farrelly, I mean, this was in, the the incidents were what, from like shooting something about Mary? So, does it would it surprise anybody that that's something he would be doing? No, yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, it's it's like it's the same thing with uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, the stuff that that he had been doing in the past and and tweeting about and talking about it was so long ago in the past, and obviously he's grown and changed as a person. And that's like saying people can't right. grow and change, um, except Kevin Hart, who apparently seems to uh, you know keep the wall up saying. <laughs> Stop. I'm not going to change. But uh, but otherwise, I think it's it's interesting that it's it is something that just kind of keeps coming around.
2: Yeah.
0: It's gross. Uh, it, it's it's gross. And and I, I want to go back to the Golden Globes, though, because this is it's frustrating that all this is is what it like. I, I'm frustrated that uh the our perception of the movie wasn't shared by a, a lot of people um because it's just something that I get I, I see so clearly. Um and I don't think it should be the filmmakers personal poor right. decisions that <laughs> you know that it should be the film itself that's preventing from, it. Yeah. From, yeah. From, yeah, from yeah the right, film right. itself should not win an award because it made some some uh poor turns and uh, i knew those guys were were you know of course there was stuff that comes up because there's always stuff yeah that comes up and um so yeah i i don't i don't
1: care for it well i'm curious to see it and uh i definitely want to see crazy rich Adrians which is higher on my list um, but of the three that i've seen i still would have picked the favorite as the as my favorite so well I'm curious if Crazy Rich Asians is going to have the legs to actually garner an Oscar yeah. nomination. Like of these 10 films that w- that were nominated for best picture at the Globes, which of these have the legs to actually make it that next step. I wouldn't be surprised if all 5 of the ne- of the of the dramas get nominated. Um of the musical or comedies, I would think the favorite maybe vice I don't know about Mary poppins returns and I just I I, I don't know about green book or crazy Rich yeah. Asians but um I'm really curious if crazy rich Asians is going to have the legs to kind of bump it up yeah the academy's a
2: funny group and that just yeah it would ha- it ha- there's something and, and maybe it's got to be hitting video really soon so there that, there that may create that second wave of attention for this and uh it's it's a movie that surprises me because when you think Oscar, even though we've got ten films now, usually there's still uh, it's it's got to be something that really really stands out, and maybe this will will hit just the right timing for for people to remember that this <laughs> is you know a, a really successful film. It's a it's really unique. It's it's something that wouldn't you know even a few years ago you wouldn't expect a movie like this, so. Yeah, well, it's been available oh. since Thanksgiving. Oh, it has. So oh, since since okay. Been November. Okay, well, yeah. never mind. I don't know so, what I'm talking go about. Go rent it. Go, rent, right. it. go <laughs> rent it. All I'll go rent it. See, for, for me, the biggest thing that I I always forget because he's he plays such great American characters is how thick Christian Bale's accent is. We were talking with some friends about that. They're like, "Oh my gosh, I knew he was English, but he's like got a really, really thick accent." I'm like, "Yeah, he does," and you forget because you never. I, how often do you hear him without an American accent in a film? I mean, just looking at everything he does. I mean, he did, you know, he's Batman. He, I did. JJ and I talked about him on uh, Hostiles, playing a uh, you know American, you know. You know, Civil yeah, War right. era soldier cowboy guy, and you know, he's playing Dick Cheney, like big short. You know, when does he play someone with a British accent? I don't know if ever. <laughs> when I think of what I. Empire of the Sun. When he was like when he was like (laughs) twelve? Okay. Yeah. Right.
0: (laughs) Can we talk about Marvel just a little bit? We
2: should talk about Marvel
0: a little bit. It's taken
2: over his Andy's brain, is what Marvel is. Andy, are you eating Marvel cereals for breakfast? Is that do they have those? Because when we were kids it was like if there was something it would be like there'd be a cereal for that. I mean, is there not an Iron Man breakfast cereal? Why is has Marvel not cashed in on that? thing. Marvel would have to be changing it every six months, like
1: like we'd be eating Captain Marvel crunchies right now, and then we'd yeah. be getting ready for the
2: Endgame O's. <laughs> no, which would be, uh, would just be, so Infinity War would be like, why does this taste like ashes? Well, you just wait a couple of months.
0: <laughs> it only tastes like ashes after you put it in your after it's in your mouth for a few minutes. It's like, oh, you no, only it when changes. you pour the milk, half right. of
2: it turns to ashes, the other half stays the same. <laughs> come on little uh-huh. captain america yeah, shields exactly and little it. thor you know hammers yeah. and it's like like lucky charms but yeah. marvel all of yes, those things stick those. around
1: yeah. right right well and, and the infinity war right, but all the little ants <laughs> they get very small, oh, tommy would love they that shrink one in milk
0: <laughs> the infinity you war serial would have them. the
1: little the six little uh uh, uh the infinity yeah. stones you know those would be the marshmallows yes. for that one.
0: Oh, that's yeah. good you guys, I thought this started as a joke, yeah. but we may be onto something. <laughs> it's Marvel we to call us. I've, been, I've yeah. been trying to figure out a way. How are we gonna? How are we gonna monetize the All right, Marvel so, movie? So we minute, need to make, I think
1: We've just done it. We need to make a T-shirt for each movie that is
0: its cereal <laughs> that we wanted to see. Mm-hmm. There we go. Uh, That's exactly Steve, right. Somebody get, to get Joel on the horn because uh, we need art. This is going to be it. I love it. Iron Man. Iron Man. What? Iron Man Crunch. Iron Man. Iron no, Man. that's Hulk. It's got to be a yeah. Hulk
1: crunch. Something. Yeah, Hulk Hulk smash. Um mm. Iron Man, uh, well it's got to be full yeah. of iron. It's got yeah. added yeah. iron. <laughs>
0: <It's> yes. Fortified. <laughs> fortified with mm. iron. <laughs> Can we we should uh back up a minute and talk about why this is so amusing to us. Andy, what have you done? <laughs> yeah, we're doing our Marvel movie minute now, which is uh,
1: a touch of insanity thanks to these um uh, all these crazy Marvel or movies by minutes podcasters, um, which started with the um, uh, the Big Lebowski uh, as a as a film where they started that, and then but the Star Wars minute guys really kind of took it and turned it into something massively uh, popular and entertaining. And now, I mean, there's um, well over a hundred different movies by minutes podcasts out there, and it just keeps growing. And we're now one of the many, but we uh decided to uh take on the marvel cinematic universe which is uh probably the largest um chunk <laughs> the largest franchise i think that anyone's uh, done so and they keep growing um the marvel team keeps growing their franchise faster than we'll be able to keep up so yeah so this is a lifelong uh we'll be doing this till we die i guess should be uh should be <laughs> one thing oh, one thing to uh to mark uh On our tombstones, I guess. There you go.
0: A couple of uh, answers to, let's just say, FAQ questions that have come to us. Are you doing every minute (laughs) or just your favorite minutes? Uh, Andy? (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Of each movie. Oh, yes. We're doing every stinking minute. Okay. Okay. And uh, Andy, uh, how often are shows released? We're doing five shows a week, Monday through Friday.
1: And uh, I think we decided for Patreon uh our Patreon members can uh some of them can get access to this the saturday matinee and uh eventually if we get enough uh supporters on Patreon, we'll start an additional uh weekend show but uh, that's down the road that's uh right now five days a week that's
0: so far down the road <laughs> I don't even remember talking about it <laughs> it's way uh, down there. yes five okay five days a week uh and yeah the Saturday matinee. Uh is included for everybody who is a patron uh thank you patrons and um uh, so we hope that there you enjoy the vast back catalog that is in your personal r s s feed mm-hmm. uh, attached to your patreon patreon account uh if you sign up as a as a patron in, hit 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 the bricks go to the beginning there's lots of them in there now lots and lots
1: indeed indeed and i would uh, I would think uh, that there are some where we've probably um uh, at least mentioned Marvel. <laughs> obviously oh, yeah. we yeah. we hadn't uh, jumped onto this bandwagon from the beginning but
0: but here we are now we have, uh, thank you, everybody who has jumped in and, and given us kind reviews from the new show in iTunes. Um, the, uh, one more FAQ question. This is the first time that a next real sort of property, uh, that we've split it off as its own show as its own feed. So you do have to go into your podcast app of choice, uh, Apple podcasts, overcast, uh, radio public, whatever you're using to listen to shows, um, is, uh, you know, you'll have to go subscribe new. You're not going to get this the same way you get uh, the film board or uh, trailer rewind, uh, which all come through the main next Real feed. So um, if you're confused about why you aren't seeing Marvel Movie Minute shows in your feed, that's why it's a new show. Um, so please subscribe. Thank you to everybody who has left us kind uh, reviews for the new show um, in these podcast apps, particularly Apple podcast uh, reviews that come in a short period of time Uh, so as the show is new those if you jump in and give us a review if you're interested in helping if you like the show reviews that come in a short period of time really help the show get noticed it just it it, that's how the algorithm algorithm works so uh, if if you like the show if you're interested in helping us out um, leave us a review and uh, we we deeply appreciate it
1: here here and speaking of Marvel did you guys watch the new Captain Marvel trailer? you know
2: about me and trailers
1: Mm -hmm uh you're gonna you're gonna be a hard
2: one to to have these conversations with man. i I did watch the first one and that's because well what is this thing and now that i know yay i'm excited about this thing i will enjoy some surprises and stuff so it's uh you know
1: i i've been uh the star wars minute guys were actually talking about this and and uh had a good point about how um all of these things with trailers and stuff—it's just another way to to build your excitement, uh, you, you know. And so I I look at all of this as just a way to kind of continue my enjoyment and just to really, really have a great time with all of these different things and and the theorizing and everything. But um, Captain Marvel is a, a superhero I knew nothing about, and so watching—I mean, cap uh, trailer three just came out this past week, and uh, it's it's good. I mean, it's it's very interesting. I'm very excited to see um what they're going to do with this because because brie larson looks uh typically badass and uh learning more about the Cree and everything I, i'm excited to see what's going to happen and how all of this is going to end up tying in with uh endgame
0: yeah uh it just got darker you guys yeah. still i'm still me? yeah okay all right. Yeah, I I really like it and I you know I'm I'm very hopeful that she um that that my sort of enthusiasm for her performance here lives up to my enthusiasm for the potential for her to sort of replace speaking of cousin oliver syndrome to replace captain america as kind of the central figure uh the heroic figure of the avengers because you know i know his contract is has been up and i know he's um you know looking he's he's said publicly he's looking at moving on and um so i'm I, I i'm hoping that she can really step into that role as being a, a an avengers um you know, central figure and leader and, uh, that, that the glue holds up for the team. I loved
1: it. Yeah. I'm really curious how, how that is going to work. And, uh, and yes, you're right. Knowing that, um, a lot, I mean, I think the original three, um, uh, Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans and Chris Hemsworth, I think all of their contracts are up.
0: <clears throat> yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, uh, and well, and
0: so is it. yeah, and uh, you know he's Robert Downey Jr. has his contract was up a long time ago. He's been movie by movie, um, for I think the last you know three or four, and uh, that that he's been in, and so it's uh, you know I, I I feel for for Marvel. Like it's got to be hard having created these stars and knowing that they're just fatigued. Um, that uh, there comes a point when you've you've got to rotate them
1: through. Well, and at least with with Captain America. That's one that uh, they have some flexibility with because eventually um, uh, Bucky is going to kind of step in. And when they had him sign a contract, it was a nine picture deal. So he's got quite a number of films left and so could could easily, um, you know, after Endgame, he could easily step into the Captain America role for a little while.
0: Yeah, right, right. I would still love that to be a Brie Larson kind of a thing, though, you know. I, well, I would love yeah. to have to have that the that role filled by by Captain Marvel.
1: You mean actually Captain Marvel becoming Captain America? Or you I just don't. mean <laughs> being, I don't mean being that. one I of just the keyboard? Yeah. It's
0: okay. I just wanted to clarify. I, right. I was like, that right. might be a little odd. Captain Marvel America. <laughs> 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 I'm glad you clarified. I, I was
2: I clearly I was not I clarified. I'm interested because I always look at who's Who's bringing this to the screen? Who's realizing this vision? Because I think they've always found, you know, the the right team to to bring each picture. Someone that's, that's passionate, that's got some specific vision for this. And I don't know anything about Anna Bowden and Ryan Fleck. I'm looking at that, and i would like, those are not names that. Stick out to me, but then as I as I dig in, okay, I see they're a team that have worked on quite a few things, smaller things. So I, again, this is uh, as we see Marvel not picking you know well recognized known names, uh, but actually you know those sort of successful middling you know people. I I keep hearing about Mississippi Grind. I have not seen that, uh, but now I guess that's something mm, uh, yeah. I want to check out see how what what their films are like what how they they manage a film and what uh sort of their i guess their their voice of of, because it seems like they're a collaborative team on quite a few things and you don't see that a lot uh but when a team works together really well uh, i think they can pull off some great things and anybody they can uh, how did i miss mississippi grind ben mendelson ryan reynolds what yeah, yeah. We did it as a trailer pick. I'm surprised we you guys d- haven't done did. it on a no trailer rewind okay. at some
1: point.
0: All right. Yeah. Yeah. That's on the list. Put it on the list, man. I maybe maybe it's not it. streaming.
1: Maybe it's not uh, uh, out there in the digital that, realm that easily to be. find.
2: I don't know.
0: I could have sworn I saw it on not Canopy.
2: Maybe. Oh, is this? Uh, uh, oh, wait. You're right. Is this an A24?
1: No, no. no it was before A24 came around. I think. Uh, probably not, but oh, it wasn't okay. A24.
2: It's out so, there. Well, okay. it's out there. That's something to well, see, it, see where it check is. Check it out.
1: Well, should we move forward? Should we jump into our uh, trailers?
2: Andy, it was we A24. All right. USA Theatrical Release, A24, oh, 2015. Ha! 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 I didn't say anything as I you beat me to it, but that's I'm That's what IMDB sure it was
0: is
1: telling A24. me. That's so, so funny. Ha! I totally do that's not why remember that being Academy. an A24 pick. That's yes. so interesting. Well,
2: that's before we were. Oh, well, I guess we, I'll have to see it. Well, it. No, I, I think that was, was pre was Saturday We've only been doing this for like a. Yeah. It was pre, it was pre- something. It's pre- <laughs> Thank God it was pre something. Yeah. Right.
0: Right.
1: All right. All right. Well, well, we ended up picking a trio of
2: Netflix trailers. Uh, <laughs> so I think we should do this in order of release date. <laughs> okay. So the one that gets released first, that one should go first. and Because we'll, it's three consecutive weeks. I looked at the release dates on I know, these. What was the odds of that? We've got three consecutive weeks for people to enjoy our trailer picks on netflix so who's first i think so, Pete's
1: was first right oh was it
2: all right no no is is pete the 18th first? who's got february oh, yeah, yeah
0: that's right all right i've got um uh sam is one of the last survivors on a post-cataclysmic earth she's a young scientist dedicated to finding a way for humans to adapt and survive rather than abandon their home planet uh yeah uh, so Anthony Mackie's in this movie. That's why I clicked play because I saw his head on the thumbnail, and uh, I'm I'm in for movies like this. This is kind of an I am legend. Uh, it starts with kind of an I am legend thing. If the the world is is gone, um, but uh, you know mysteries ensue. It's got a good look to it. Um, it is um, an an exciting uh, thing. I like seeing him in something that doesn't have wings, uh, and uh she's a uh, margaret is it margaret qualley uh i don't know much about uh, margaret qualley but i do uh really enjoy uh what she brings here that it turns out there is you know you'll be you may be surprised here there's a mystery uh that she gets to unravel uh, over the course of this movie and uh um i i think they make an interesting pair as they uh move across the barren landscape of the, uh, evacuated earth, um, good sci-fi elements, great production design. Um, uh, it, it's, I think it's going to hinge on the performances if they can make it, uh, uh you know, make the world believable, but, um, uh, I'm, I thought it was pretty cool and it can drops, you know, very, very soon. So, uh, what'd you guys think?
1: I thought it looked super cool. I, I like, um, <clears throat> excuse me. I like, uh, just the vibe of uh, the that this post-apocalyptic world that they've created here where the it's this toxic planet and these two are are the supposedly one of the two of the last few who are surviving and i found it to be just a really interesting vibe and tone and uh, look and uh yeah it, it piqued my curiosity it's something that i um am uh, interested in checking out and uh, you know just anthony Mackie I always enjoy so
0: that's a nice small cast, too. I mean, Anthony Mackie, Margaret Qualley, and Danny Houston, and that's it. Like, it's just three people in this Which, movie. That's all that's
1: credited. And is so that telling that, like, now we know kind of more about how it's ending? Because
2: they're trying to get to other people. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> or is, Well, I don't know. Because she talks about her father, and so it could be flashbacks. Yeah. Yep. yep. It could be flashbacks. And, I yeah, I, I enjoy... You know, sci-fi films like this with a a small cast, and this is something that you know, five years ago would have been, uh, you know, sci-fi channel thing, and it would have been really low budget. And when you have an interesting concept like this, and you can get, you've got a budget to get some good actors in there, I think it can sometimes elevate a script that, yeah, a few years ago would have been, yeah, it's just another one of those made-for-sci-fi cheesy, you know, low-budget things. It's got a couple people, so there's not a lot that you know. To do, you know, budget wise, you can throw in some cheesy, you know, outdated CGI in there, but this one looks like something I'm going to really enjoy because it is that that concept of the world's ending, but it's focused on these two characters and their little journey, and those are stories I really enjoy seeing because if the writer gives us interesting characters and some interesting dynamics between them we can have a really fun journey with them and that's what i'm expecting out of this uh, all the all the dressing of whatever the the concept is about the world end, the toxic zones and all of that uh you know it could be you know it could be anything but uh this one uh, i think i'm gonna you know next saturday after we record our sat mat i may just sit down and watch this one and it's a trailer pick so you could get jj to watch it too i'll bet he would watch this one he, he would, but he won't watch it on a Saturday morning, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's
0: true. Come on, kids. I'd uh, yeah. like to show you what the world looks like <laughs> when it's about to end. <laughs> you can watch your cartoons later. Yeah, that's right. All right. This is, a, this is important news. So who's next on the, uh, on the calendar? Well, I guess that would be me.
1: That's Andy. Yeah. That's Andy. I am, you know, we talked about... Uh, <laughs> good old mads mickelson with uh his new film um arctic coming out and it just was fitting that we do another mads mickelson uh winter themed film because this week i'm talking about polar <laughs> no, <God. laughs> i don't know what this guy is doing with his career but it just is uh hilarious that he's doing these two particular movies <laughs> and they're coming out uh, relatively close to each other um polar Is uh, based on a graphic novel uh, written and illustrated by Victor Santos and a it was a web comic and series of graphic novels uh, featuring international hitman Kaiser Black uh, inspired Mm -hmm. by a lot of um, action and noir fiction. And it was in its original release, it had a very um, stylized, highly stylized design and a complete lack of dialogue. And I guess when Dark Horse picked it up to do the graphic novel um, publications, they did add speech balloons um, in it. But that really piqued my curiosity. I, I really would love to check it out and see what it looks like in its um, original form. Um, but uh now they've uh, made a film adaptation and uh Jonas Ackerland is directing it who um i we we've talked about small apartments as a trailer pick a while back i still never ended up checking that one out um he's mostly known for directing music videos uh, just tons of music videos and still very much directing music videos for um, a lot of big people. You too, uh, Keisha, Lady Gaga, Metallica, Sigur Beyonce, Taylor Swift, Madonna. Um, I think that the um, uh, "Ray of Light" video that he did for Madonna is one that really stands out for me. Um, only seven film credits, and uh, this is the most recent. Um, and I I've not seen any of them, so I I don't know what to really expect from a Jonas Ackerland film. But still, the look of this, the vibe of this, and of course, Mads Mickelson as the lead uh, is just very exciting as this, this world's top assassin that's trying to retire. But apparently the employer firm that he works for has this policy that when you reti- retire, instead of giving you the retirement money they plan on giving you, they kill you so they can keep the money is kind of what it sounds like and he's not too game with that plan and and especially after he befriends vanessa hudgens and uh pretty much goes to town on the bad guys so um uh Catherine winnick johnny knoxville matt lucas all are in this as well it i just thought it looked really fun and uh of course mads mickelson what do you guys think
0: i think that uh that array of guns laser controlled by his <laughs> laser pointers on his fingertips made me want to see this movie everything else I thought oh look it's John Wick in winter uh, and then I went and looked at the John Wick poster from the first movie and it looks exactly <laughs> like this one just not snowing and that made me say meh but then I saw The Fingertip Guns uh, Array <laughs> and I took it all back and I said, Mads Mickelson, I love you. And <laughs> Vanessa Hudgens, you were uh, what happened to you since High School Musical. But I'll still watch this movie and I will watch it in, in two weeks. Yes. Indeed. Absolutely.
2: <laughs> I, the first half of the trailer, I was very meh. Yeah, I was thinking, yeah, it's John Wick. But then we start getting because it has just a very, you know, bleak, dark look to it and then all of a sudden we're getting scenes that are like brightly colored. So I don't know what is going on in this world where I'm getting as I expect, you know, he's up in the up in the cold arctic and it's dark and gritty and grimy and but I want to know what's going on in this movie where we've got these like brightly colored like cartoonish I I don't know sequences I'm curious what this thing is really all about because I thought it was going to give me one thing. But now these little scenes that I'm seeing here in the trailer leave me to believe there's something else. There's more to this movie. I don't know if it's flashbacks. I don't know what is going on. So I'm curious to see it for that. I don't need another John Wick. I love John Wick. Fingertip laser guns. Yeah, okay. That'll be a fun scene. But I'm really curious because there's enough in this trailer to intrigue me to see what this larger story is going on that it's uh there's there's something more visually appealing to me in this trailer.
1: Um like we said it it is released on Netflix yeah. on the twenty fifth. But I just found yeah. that you can go to the website polarcomic.com and it looks like you can kind of go through the entire uh webcomic still there. I'm like I'm looking at page one um It's just from January 2nd to 2012. Wow. Yeah, it goes through. um, It has all the stuff for the first three seasons of it, all the different chapters and everything, and uh, tons of stuff. So anyway, there you go, if you want more info about that story. All All right, right. Steve.
2: Okay. Things are getting crazy with Jake Gyllenhaal and his big glasses. (laughs) (laughs) February 1st brings us Velvet Buzzsaw. Uh, this is written and directed by Dan Gilroy. Um, you may remember his little film with uh, Jake called Nightcrawler from a few years ago. Oh, yes, yeah. uh, yeah, excellent. So, oh, I, I am interested to in, in see what craziness he's bringing. This is a story of uh, delving into the art world and uh, someone who discovers some paintings uh gentleman in her apartment dies, and they find all these uh, paintings, and it's really intriguing to the art community, but then they start realizing there's something more to these paintings. They move. They, uh, as we see in the trailer, apparently reach out and grab people. Uh, there's some supernatural force that has been given life, and perhaps it's because this artist used actual blood uh, in his, his painting, but we've got sort of a supernatural force mystery thriller here in the art world. And we've got Jake Gyllenhaal as a art critic. We've got John Malkovich. We've got Tony Collette. And uh, Mr. Gilroy's wife, Renee Russo. in uh, this weird little film about art, I guess. So that's what we can look forward to to start off February, Velvet Buzzsaw. What do you guys uh, think about this uh, weirdness? It's funny, as soon
1: as the trailer started... Hmm. Because uh, I'd never heard anything about this. I, I saw the trailer start and Jake Gyllenhaal, just the way that his performance was. I'm like, this has to be a Gilroy film. Like, I, it just, <laughs> it felt like it. And and then I saw Rene Russo and I'm like, oh, totally is. Totally, totally is. <laughs> like, here's Dan Gilroy back at it. And I, you know, I just, I feel like the this Gilroy family you know, they make such interesting yeah. films um i I'd still missed uh roman j israel esq but for the most part when uh, when these guys are involved in projects um i just feel like wh- whoever it is whatever they're doing i want to see it and nightcrawler was just uh such a, a masterful film and just an amazing story with incredible performances um this looks it, it went from a really interesting like art world story to all of a sudden like a crazy horror movie (laughs) I'm like what just happened here but it still looks super intriguing Uh, really fascinating world I very much am looking forward to this one
0: yeah I I think I am I think I am (laughs) but as you can imagine like it goes I uh, there's this line in Dan made a a maze uh, where he says you come home and there's our Dave made a maze Uh, you come home and there's a, a cardboard maze in your living room and you say what That's wackadoodle crazy. And I've been saying that a lot. And (laughs) that's what I said about halfway through this trailer. This is wackadoodle crazy. What has Gyllenhaal gotten himself into? Uh, Because (laughs) it comes right off the rails. Like, right. I thought this is a taut thriller. Somebody's used an artist used blood in the. Wow, that's great. And then fuzzy arms reach out of the mirror and grab the. No, no, that's not as great. And uh, so (laughs) um, it was it was weird. And it became it became the kind of horror movie that I'm not as into. And so I I I don't know. Uh, I think it's going to be I I think it'll be a a good film. I don't think it's one that I will like. It wasn't made for me. (laughs) So, you know, we'll see. But uh, it it looks it looks thrilling. Uh, What I will say is I think this, you know, this is an enormous opportunity for for Jake Gyllenhaal to do something, uh, you know, to really amp up his, uh, you know, his performance credibility uh, in a new and interesting direction. And he's always doing new and crazy, interesting things. Uh, and uh, this is I think this is a great one to have on his uh, on his um, credits because it, he looks like somebody you'll want to watch. Uh, in this movie, so
2: yeah. Well, February first, we got a nice little trio of Saturdays or Fridays or weekends uh, lined up here for for Netflix, and it still baffles me this this business model of theirs, where I I can't imagine that any one of these films in itself, based on what it costs for them, they're going to recoup that by new subscribers joining just i have got to see io i've got to see io and we're going to we're going to sign up for netflix just for that or for for polar or for Velvet Buzzsaw.
0: yeah none I, of these are hbo's game of thrones
2: but I, I i love that these films are being supported and being made and that we've got a a venue for them but i just don't understand how netflix makes this business model work because there's it's not like putting it out in theaters where it's like, oh, people show up and we make money off of it. It's like, well, subscribers haven't changed. We're still making the same amount of money and we're throwing a lot of it into original content. So I don't know how they, what magic bucket they have that's generating money for them for all these, well, I these think, films. But I'm enjoying I think it. Netflix had a, a
1: model that uh, it was basically a blockbuster and an HBO model. So they had a, a much yeah. bigger base of hmm. subscribers than HBO did.
2: Oh, and sure. so I think yes. that's yeah. been
1: kind of a largely a thing that's helped them out quite a bit. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, and I mean just the amount of content they crank out, man, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, I, and you know, my kids, I mean, that's where they watch all their shows and and they're, they're growing up in a totally different world where they find a show they enjoy and then they binge it and uh, you know, all as many seasons as they can. I and mean, they'll just kind of plow through it, whether it's, a you know a a fictional you know cartoon or a a narrative show like a disney channel type of show or like a cooking show my daughter's way into watching these cake shows and she'll just plow through seasons and it's i I think it's an interesting model that they've created that is really allowing for people to just um, dig in so i you know it's you're right i don't think that just a a movie like this is necessarily going to say oh i'm totally signing up now yeah but they've done enough stuff where Um, I I think they're
0: giving people the options. These are the halcyon days, boys. When when I mean, who would have thought 20 years ago that one day we would wake up and say, my daughter, she just loves these cake shows. (laughs) Thank God Netflix exists to deliver (laughs) these cake shows. I mean, exactly. seriously. Or, yeah, who'd have thought,
1: like, uh, you know, you could say, gosh, I really enjoy this show, Cheers. I, I wish that I started watching it from the beginning, but at least I yeah. can watch the watch <laughs> it from here forward.
2: Uh, yeah. <laughs> only to say one day.
1: "Oh Well, I mean, obviously syndication, but still, it's like this point where, oh,
0: you know, I I think I'll just lay in bed all day and watch Cheers for 12 yes. straight hours. <laughs> right. or, or as, you know, the millennials appear to be doing, rediscovering friends from season one. Like, that's... <laughs> yes. That that was a highly controversial thing when they were going to pull it and everybody freaked out, uh, (laughs) you know. So, uh, yeah. So uh, let's do let's do lists.
1: Let's do our lists. So um, uh, what I would... I'm going to venture a guess, Pete. I'm going to say that Rachel Rachel may it turn into one of our least listened to episodes because I just don't think it's a movie people are going to seek out very much.
0: Well, I'm not sure we sold it all that well. <laughs> uh, it, was, it was a <laughs> we tough were, one. It was a tough as one. As enthusiastic as we should have been, yeah. probably. But um, for the film which we
1: talk about this week on the show, um, Paul Newman's directorial debut featuring his wife as the star, uh, our options were actors directing, coming of parentheses, middle, Age and morgues, and uh, our listeners voted on actors directing, so it was a little bit uh, back and forth, but that's where we landed. That's what we're talking about. Who wants to kick it off?
0: Uh, well, uh, I'll go first because I've got one that is I'm hoping a guaranteed steal, uh, <laughs> and I'd like to get it out of the way. Okay, can, can, can okay. I do that? Do it. Uh, it is uh, it's one of my favorite examples of an actor who goes on to direct, and I do it in honor of Andy Nelson. Oh, dear. That is John Favreau in Iron Man. Oh. Uh, Jon Favreau directs. He also directs himself in Iron Man, but he was uh, at first an actor, and he went on to direct Iron Man, and now we're talking about it at exhaustive detail. And so that is my homage to Andy and MMM <laughs> with the, uh, the honorable Iron Man first pick, John Favreau. You may continue now. Lovely choice, lovely choice. Uh, it's a steal, but it's okay. It's okay.
1: <laughs> ah, the dibs pick. I will forgive that one. <laughs> um, Steve, do you want to go next, or shall I?
2: Uh, sh- sh- go ahead. Go ahead. It's, I- I'm curious to see what direction you're taking. Okay, so
1: I I was actually... Um, for mine i was trying to kind of find a way to define it a little bit more for myself because as you dig into looking at actors directing you realize damn there's a lot of actors who direct um mm-hmm. it's like everyone and so I, I tried to limit it in a few ways one i was trying to find um people who didn't kind of come right out of the gates as like you know um uh, hyphenate hyphenates you know actor director producers i, I was trying to Eliminate those a little bit and try finding people who started as actors and then maybe moved into directing later. And I was trying to find people that didn't just like direct one thing, like Charles Lawton or something, saying, no, there's my one thing. Um, So uh, with that, I'm going to go for my first pick. I'm going to do a film that um, really worked well for me uh, back in the (laughs) late 90s, um, Eve's Bayou from 1997 that Casey Lemons directed. Uh, she actually started acting in in TV back in the 60s, which I didn't realize. Um, actually, maybe the 70s, but 60s or 70s. She started a lot earlier than I realized. And then um, I first saw her in, um, what was the movie I first saw her in? Probably Vampires Kiss, Pete, and then Silence of yeah. the Lambs and Candyman. Um, and then in 1997, she directed this amazing amazing film that i instantly fell in love with called eve's bayou it was her directorial debut she's directed a few other films but that's the one that for me is the standout film it's a really powerful film about a uh, a family living in uh, uh, the uh, louisiana bayou area and this little girl eve who um, witnesses something with her father that kind of turns into this a uh, potentially uh, disastrous secret and just kind of the way that it unfolds is really uh, uh, just a masterful film. I, I love it. Uh, and that's my first pick.
0: Eve Spy You. That was so great and Eve the girl who played Eve, I think she was like 10 or 11 when she oh, did that movie. She great. was just yeah. great. Yeah. Uh just great. and Samuel Jackson, right? He was yeah. The, yeah. he was in that was that was a terrific film.
2: Yeah. I too found that there were so many that I had to find a way to to filter this down to something that meant something for me so i i had to dig through and andy's sort of the same thing of like when you think of a you know actor that's directing i was trying to find somebody established career that was well known as an actor so stepping in directing for me was somewhat for some of them i don't want to say a career risk but it was like okay they everybody knows this person can act. Have what have they learned? Can they really direct? Um, so that's sort of the approach that I took. Of like you know, they're gonna they're gonna stretch themselves. We're gonna, they're gonna test themselves in some new waters here and see what this does for their career. And, and are they gonna be successful as a director, or is this gonna be maybe their 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 di- directorial efforts aren't as solid as their acting efforts? And uh, for order, I'm just gonna go win the IMDb star rating because I can't can't decide. So I'm going to start us off with a 6.7 on IMDb. (laughs) I love this strategy. I need to start doing this. came out in 1991, Uh, so watching this trailer was a little painful because trailers just looked so different, or the ones that are surviving on the internet are the oddest trailers ever. I don't know. Uh, But this is a story of a single parent trying to raise her young son, Fred. And Fred is a genius. This is Jodie Foster's uh, film, Little Man Tate. And I remember seeing this in the theater, you know, gosh, this was before I was married, before I had kids and looking at the struggles of a single parent trying to raise a genius child, and the adventure that uh, Fred has of finding a community of you know of geniuses and social awkwardness, you know, going to college, all of these things, uh, written by Scott Frank. This was early on. Uh, I think he I just seen just a couple of years earlier, uh, Dead Again, from him. Oh, so, so you know, good yeah so this is uh my first one from uh from Jody Foster little mantate
1: that's that's a one that I don't remember that well. I remember enjoying it, but I can't remember much about it so it's uh but it's it was one that i was i was tempted to put on my list. I just was like, gosh i just uh, I don't remember it well enough to to justify that
2: uh, it's it's one that, it's one that i think is if people haven't seen it this is and to make it truly an oddity, rated PG. How often do you see movies, you know, with a with a PG rating, uh, nowadays that are actually not targeted at kids? This is, I mean, kids may enjoy this. I I don't know because it's tackling a lot of things. I'm sort of thinking I don't even know if my kids have seen this. Uh, but I think it's one that, as I was digging through, I thought I really enjoy this. It probably should be revisited. And IMDb tells me it's available on Amazon Prime right now. Wow. So. Yeah, needs
0: to be revisited. Uh, All right, my second pick. uh, You know, I... I didn't really uh, think about, you know, I didn't really narrow my, you know, criteria here based on anything that you guys have been talking about. But I, uh, I I did go by sort of my emotional reaction to Paul Newman as an actor. And, uh, uh, you know, and and what he brings to the screen as a director and and an actor in his performances. And uh, so my second I go with a, a, an actor who has Uh, He's directed a handful of films. He's got, you know, eight credits. Uh, But six of them are feature films. The other uh, two are uh, TV uh, directorial credits. But his actor's credit, he's got 89. Uh, And uh, his earlier films uh, were much better. They have been deteriorating over the years. The film I'm uh, hanging my hat on is Good Night and Good Luck, directed by George Clooney. Uh, It is a 7.5 on the IMDb uh, six-star rating scale. And so... uh, I feel very comfortable in saying that this is a a movie I'm quite a fan of. I, I love the performances. I love the style. Um, and, uh, of course, the performance of David Strathairn it's, is uh, just terrific, um, you know, as uh, Edward R. Murrow's. Uh, Edward R. Murrow. So uh, I really like this. Now, Clooney has... Uh, deteriorated in terms of public uh, I think fandom of his movies and we are you know we're kind of uh, we, we didn't like Monuments Man that's what I'm trying to say I was trying to find a delicate way to say it but Monuments <laughs> Men didn't do well for us uh, and and that's uh, uh, one of his
2: one of his more and recent just, but it, it and that just plummeted. killed it for him didn't it he, he heard we didn't you guys didn't like it and so he said fine no. if Pete and Andy don't like my movies I'm not doing it anymore. exactly
0: and then he went and made Suburbicon and that's like the middle finger to the critics like that movie <laughs> he just didn't even hit six stars, uh, uh, you know. Leatherheads in two thousand eight was a six star. Ides of March in two thousand eleven. I actually quite liked Ides, Ides of March. Uh, Confessions yeah. of a Dangerous Mind. I thought uh, Sam Rockwell was great. I loved that uh, way, as, yeah. as Chuck Barris. I thought that was terrific. That was two thousand two. You know what I'm saying? Like wow. the early two thousands yeah. were great for George Clooney. So let's celebrate yeah. that. Uh, that is the kind of feeling that I get from him. I think he's. Uh, uh, I, I think he's a, a talented director. I'd like to see him do more, and I'd like to see him uh, do. More in the vein of of those earlier f- did those did earlier he, films.
1: Did he direct Men Who Stare at Goats, or was he just in that one? Because no, that
0: he did not direct Men that, Who Stare
1: Goats. It's funny because of the films that he has directed, like Leatherheads and and uh Suburbicon. I always feel yeah. like he directed Men Who Stare at Goats because it just seems like something that George Clooney would probably end up directing.
0: No, that was <laughs> that was Grant Heslov, which is interesting oh, because right, he yeah. co wrote yeah. that with he co wrote yeah. Good Night and Good Luck with Grant Heslov. Right, yeah. So yeah. it really right. feels like that. Yeah. Yes.
2: So, yeah, they're they're like producing partners, yeah. so it's that's probably yeah. why it has
0: that that feel.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's got it's a got a vibe. So there you go, George
1: Clooney. That's my number two. Excellent. As you may know, I have been watching through the the uh, chronologically the films of Robert Redford, and I am uh, it's it's a long list of movies to watch. <laughs> he's he's acted in forty eight films, and I'm watching. Uh, films that he's been involved in as a director and uh, 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 producer too, but as long as it's not just like an executive producer type of thing. Um, so it's it's a long list of movies. I'm still uh, I'm still mired in the '70s. I've got quite a ways to go still. But uh, in 1980, he started directing. Now he had started. He he dabbled in producing uh, in early '70s um, when he was executive producer. On the candidate, but he didn't uh, do anything else with uh, with producing uh, features and he didn't direct um, uh, until 1980. And that uh, started with Ordinary People or, as we learned in uh, the Fisher King, uh, the, the porn version, Ordinary Peepholes, which uh, <laughs> I never tire of um, this. <laughs> this film, um, I it's it's a, it's a kind of a quiet film. Um, But it is a really powerful film. And I just uh, I remember watching it for the first time and I was much younger and I was much closer in age to uh, to Timothy Hutton uh, when he uh, played this character. And I just felt really connected to him and the relationships that he had with his parents, uh, played by Mary Tyler Moore and Judd Hirsch. And uh, or sorry, Mary Tyler Moore and Donald Sutherland and then his counselors, Judd Hirsch, and uh, just dealing with the aftermath of the, the death of his brother that he kind of is has this heavy guilt with because his brother drowned while they were out on the boat together. Um, it's an incredibly uh, powerful film that I just found to be very effective. I really loved it. A lot of people um, uh, give it a lot of guff because it did win the best picture and uh in nineteen eighty beating uh what some people say should have won Raging Bull and Martin Scorsese, but you know ordinary people uh peoples I just want to say that now <laughs> ordinary people is a very affecting film, and I think Robert redford um I think he is a a strong actor who knew how to get some really incredible performances out of his actors, so that's my second pick I think that's a great pick
0: I haven't seen it in a long time yeah yeah uh i have a hard time uh comment uh, commenting on it on, other than man does that feel like a robert
2: redford movie i guess that's not. <laughs> <laughs> well it's very much of that era you know yeah. I don't, it has a certain feel to yes that yeah the, the serious movies that were coming out
0: there's a straight time. line between that and yeah. uh, old man with a gun no yeah. oh. <laughs> I don't know what that means. A, they're they're sure, in the same okay. cinematic universe. Yes, <laughs> there it's the same <laughs> cinematic
1: universe. That's right. Uh,
0: we should do Robert Redford movies by minute next.
2: <laughs> <laughs> as soon as we finish Marvel.
0: As
1: soon as we, yes, you know, you've know got an endpoint point, though. you got an end point, though. You know that.
2: That's yes. right. Yes. Okay. All right, Steve. Oh, all right. Coming in at seven stars. Uh, <laughs> this was, uh, I think, pro- maybe one of the, I don't know, first time political satire... <laughs> Really I connected with me because I was at that age where I was now voting, uh, so paying a lot more attention to what was going on politically. So when Tim Robbins threw Bob Roberts at The World, which is a story of a conservative folk singer uh, getting into politics and running for Senate, and to me just... A hilarious uh, comedy with an amazing cast with, you know, of course, Tim Robbins as Bob Roberts, Giancarlo Esposito, Alan Rickman, Ray Wise, Gore Vidal, uh, Jack Black is in here somewhere. James Spader uh, It's an amazing cast. It's one I have not seen in forever, but I remember just laughing so hard at this film and really enjoying it and realizing, wow, Tim Robbins can like... He, Right and direct, and he's uh, pulled off something that it, for me was really unique at that time, and it, it still has this great place. In, in my memory, I have not seen it in a long time, but I just remember loving how f- how much fun this movie was to watch.
1: I don't remember feeling that the word fun came out of my mouth when I watched it, but I do... <laughs> I no, no, no. I, I actually really liked it, but fun was not the yeah. word. Like, for me, it was like, damn he's uh he's not (laughs) holding back um that was that was my impression of it i was um uh, i found it to be quite uh uh uh, quite a a strong film and i was like if if he keeps it up like this he's gonna be making some pretty amazing films and i think he has i i mean i know his body of work is all of what three films um um two of which i think are are just masterful films um so yeah great pick
0: uh okay my final pick is this was a hard one. Um, I, I went with a director who has uh, he's got one hundred and twenty five acting credits and 18 directing credits. Only six of those credits uh, are feature films. The rest are TV or shorts. Um, the the films that he had done up to the movie that i i chose uh, were not movies that would have caused me to think about him in this category and in fact uh only one of them well i guess there's uh, several of them are over the 6 star uh r- rule most of them are in fact there's only one that is below and that's at a 4.7 uh and uh but the other ones they're just every single film he's done has been to, to my eye, appreciably different than the last, uh, and and so it's hard to get kind of a tone uh, for for what this director delivers. For me, the movie that that just landed, uh, well, it's it's one of my very favorite movies of all time. It is a seven point three on the IMDb scale. It is the Secret Life of Walter Mitty, directed by Ben Stiller. I loved this movie i loved this movie hard uh i i just absolutely connected with it i connected with his performance but uh in terms of the tone and the style of the film and the message that he was able to get across and uh the the visual uh tricks and tropes that he used to to actually communicate this very difficult uh message about this man who's going on this this internal and external journey uh just really moved me the other movies uh that he did the other one most close uh to that on the imdb scale is tropic thunder which is totally different than uh, walter <laughs> Mitty, and it's a seven <laughs> yes. uh and i loved that movie i thought it was just uh, fantastic and awful and uh, <laughs> just funny and incredible and reality bites was probably the first movie that uh that that i found touch me as a member of a generation um that that was that was news to me that you know here's here's a movie that's written just for me and it's at my age and uh and that was uh, that was interesting and then uh from there we've got zoolander and cable guy cable guy again what a, a an amazingly different a um, uh, presentation than any of the other films that he had done, um, and so uh, I think Ben Ben Stiller has um, a wonderful toolkit, and uh, I I love when he directs, uh, just because I don't know what I'm going to get, and I I hope he does. Uh, I hope he gets back into the feature director chair um, soon.
2: F- family favorite here, yeah. That's oh yeah, in our house, yes.
0: Yeah, absolutely here
1: too. I just love that movie, so I'm right there with you, hundred percent. Um, All right, Andy. And sadly enough, I didn't have that on my list. Like, what was I thinking? I don't uh, know. I I can't believe you let me get to number one. <laughs> yeah, well, well, for mine, I, you know, I mean, come on. You know my love for Tom Hanks. Why? Yes. How could I not have this list without throwing Tom Hanks in here? And actually, I had two great options. But I'm going with That Thing You Do from 1996, which is, it's not a favorite of mine, but I think that Tom Hanks, who wrote and directed it had just so much passion for for the music scene from the era and and did a great job of telling this story of this uh one-hit wonder band from the 60s kind of riding on the coattails of the Beatles and did just a really a great job kind of creating the the tone and the mood and the characters and it's it is a very enjo- enjoyable film to watch with a great soundtrack i i had such a great time with it and i thought tom hanks uh, did a great job. I mean, unfortunately, he's gone on to direct um, uh, Larry Crown, which is uh, one of the worst things that he's ever done in his entire career. <laughs> but at least he has this, so uh, so I give him credit for that. Um, that's my final
2: pick. That thing you do. That was a for me. That was one of those high stakes decisions of like, okay, Tom Hanks, can you really direct? And for me, yeah, he delivered it. Yeah, definitely, definitely.
0: So that's our list this week. Wait. Actors directing. This is a good set of picks. The only one that didn't make my list, which really, I, I'm surprised, Andy. I kind of left it for don't, you. Well, don't we have think... one more? Yeah. Oh, no, it's Steve. Okay. Uh, Steve has <laughs> one like, more. Wait a minute. No. I, I do. <laughs> yeah, you do. I, do. I have one more blank on my list here. Steve, I'm so you sorry. Do. I'm so that's sorry. Okay. Maybe this is the one. But, this is the one that I was surprised at. Go ahead. Bring uh, it.
2: Well, we'll see. Make it I'm, surprised that it I'm I'm surprised it's a 7.5 on the IMDb scale, because I think this movie is a little... It's not controversial, but I think it's some people love it, some people eh, don't care for it. And one of the reasons that people, you know, throw some—I don't know—I want to say hate, but have some criticisms of this movie—is because it is often cited as the origin of a, a film trope: the manic pixie dream girl. And I'm talking about Garden State, which I saw in the theater, and this was Zach Braff. Uh, well-known from Scrubs and coming out and, and telling a really odd story, a personal odd story, I believe, about a young man uh, dealing with uh, coming home for his mother's funeral and sort of reconnecting or with family and friends and his little emotional journey. It's an odd film. It's one that I enjoyed. I don't know that I'd say I love it. I am surprised it's at 7.5 on IMDb, but it is one that if people haven't seen I'm going to encourage them to go check it out because I think it does have some great moments to it, but that could be just my memory because this was 2004 and it was a very different world back then.
0: My memory of that movie is actually much better than I think the the yeah. collective cultural memory of it too. Yeah. I, I actually remember having a good time with it. A lot of that I think was fueled by the music. The soundtrack is oh yes. great. yeah great. It is the it's a, a w- was a wonderful mixtape uh, of the early two thousands. Um, so um, yeah, I'm I'm kind of with you. I thought Natalie Portman was was fun in that movie. Oh, I yeah. don't I, this whole manic pixie dream girl thing. I don't I don't get. It was a movie that I
1: enjoyed, um, but I didn't love. I, I never quite connected with it as much as I wanted to, which is frustrating because I actually saw this at its premiere at the L.A. Film Festival and actually talked to Zach Braff <laughs> weirdly. Are we, uh, is
0: this the name dropping? This is the name show? dropping. Oh, good. Portion of the I just kinda, good. OK,
1: so, yeah, but it was just, it was a weird <laughs> it was a weird moment. My like, gosh, I wish I liked it more. But uh, uh, <laughs> I, I didn't say that to him. But it was just one of those moments where I wish I did like it more, so I, I could have felt better about the fact after when I was yeah. talking to him. So anyway,
0: I, I remember this came out right after um, uh, Shattered Glass, uh, which uh, was oh, another okay. Peter Sarsgaard film, and that that uh, you know he played uh, Chuck Lane in that movie, and, and that was one of my uh, one of my favorites at the time. I mean, it told a, a terrific story. So I was already like I was way into Sarsgaard, and I remember seeing this, I was like, oh. I kind of wish I was watching uh, Shattered Glass again, but um, but uh, I did, I liked it. I, I enjoyed that time. So yeah, uh, I've never talked to Zach Braff, so just so. <laughs>
2: okay.
0: so that is officially bliss. But I have to yes. say, I can't believe that this one uh, made it, and that is uh, in in honor of this is my this is my bonus bonus in memoriam pick, and that is uh, Big from Penny Marshall. That was that was on my list. Hanks, yeah, was I, can't the other one I was, gonna,
1: I was torn. I'm like, do I do his film or do I do yeah. a film that he was in with Penny Marshall? And I, I opted to go that route. But big, big was definitely one that I had written down.
0: Yeah. I mean, talk about an actress who made an incredible turn. I mean, she just uh, she's great. I don't like all of her movies, but I think she's she was incredibly talented and, yes. and uh, great to have represented. So, yeah. All right. Yeah. All right, gentlemen, that's the list. What are we doing this week? romeo and juliet
1: we're uh looking at uh <laughs> shakespeare so what do we want to talk about i mean it seems like shakespeare adaptations should be an obvious choice it'll
0: probably be the one yeah, that no one yeah. picks yeah right. i guarantee it's the safe pick okay uh you got
2: you know warring families you know you got that yep um Teen, uh, How about uh, teens playing romance? Teens playing teen romance. Teens playing teens. Teens uh, playing teens. Teens playing teens. I don't All know right. if that that might be too. That, I, I don't know. I don't, well, uh, that goes against the whole CW model of, of making things. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, luckily,
1: uh, CW is not producing movies yet. No.
0: What did? We get teen lusty romance. That was the thing that drove Andy the most
2: crazy. The lusty teen romance. Yeah, striking too close to home for him now. Is that what's going on? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's right around the corner, Andy. Now, Andy. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh God. No. All right. So Shakespeare adaptations. Are we doing family? What was it? Family battles. Family War yeah. families. Yeah. Warring War families. families. Yeah. Do we want to do teens? Lusty teens. Yeah. Teen we romance. Lusty teens. Yeah. Lusty <laughs> lusty teen romance. Teen romance. Seems like right up Steve's alley. I mean, every every trailer he
0: picks is basically this category. It, it's almost <laughs> as if he, he started doing Saturday matinee so that he could do this category one day. He's like, finally, my day Born has to come. to do this. <laughs> so, so we do 10 movies, right?
2: That's how we do the list? Uh, you can just do uh, the whole thing. We'll just okay. we'll just listen. <laughs> All right, so that's, oh, our, that's our
1: choices. Shakespeare adaptations, warring families, and lusty teen romance.
0: I Love it. Love it. Fantastic. We'll Uh, get that on the uh, on the show talk channel, everybody, and you can get your votes in. Thank you, everybody, for uh, uh, downloading and listening to this show. Happy weekend. uh, And thank you for supporting us on Patreon. We sure appreciate uh, appreciate it. And it's helping us to do things like the Marvel movie minute uh, and uh, other great new shows. Steve, what is going on with uh, Trailer Rewind? When are you coming back? You took a holiday break.
2: Yeah, we're coming back, and I've January got way ahead of me, and I am like, "Oh wow, we're halfway through January." JJ and I got to schedule some time. So <laughs> when it's it's coming back. It's just uh, yeah, the holidays lasted a little longer than I anticipated. And I, so hear, we'll I rumor has it
0: uh, that you are also working on some new three of a kinds.
2: Yes, those are still in the works. Still, still trying to finalize some of these lists for these three of a kinds. It's much more challenging than I anticipated, but yes, that is in the works, coming this springish. I hope
0: you know we've got three sets of three of a kind right here just today actors direct yeah. you could just start this is cherry picking territory right here <laughs> We're giving i feel like we've done I'm a lot doing. of the work for you <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway can't wait for those shows to come back yes. and uh thank you all for supporting uh, uh this show those shows and thank you steve and andy have a great great weekend same to you hondo